Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 60 for December 28th, 2016. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Hey! That was a good one. Preston Timber, Sean Petty, Scott Turner, Andrew Reed, Randall Denver, and Greg Mead. What a tremendous list. What are we working on, boys? Tim, what do you have on the uh, the old bench? Ah, uh, the bench is pretty clear right now. I've finished up a lot of my Christmas gifts, uh, which is good because Christmas was a couple days ago. <laughs> so, um, so I'm going to start having a, a bunch of videos coming out about a lot of that stuff that I couldn't post videos about. Um, one of them I just released on Christmas Day. It was a headphone stand that I made for my stepdaughter, Madeline. Um, I ex- was experimenting with some different techniques and some ideas that I didn't put in the video because they failed and uh the video i don't want to to be a failure video so i just ended up with the final result which i was really pretty pleased with i was messing around with steam bending oak and uh and that was really cool thanks and it was like in a makeshift way and i mean there's some things about it you know it came out pretty good i was pretty happy with it there's some things i learned and uh i was really enjoying that there's i have another video that's going to be coming out with some some steam bending too of a project i did about a month ago that i've been sitting on and and uh and whatnot so uh you know i have some uh directions i'm looking forward to kind of it's almost like a clean slate right now for me it's like the end of the year i finished up all my orders i have like one order for one pen like oh yeah and then one thing for the uh the um adventure room adventure room people uh that i have to make but i haven't gotten the parts yet so i have like just like two little projects i have nothing else like that's booked it's like clean slate 2017 i'm ready to go how about you guys uh bill um uh pens and and more different box designs so uh it was a big hit we we casey made pens and i made these little cigar tube style boxes for them and uh everybody was just that, that was like the the bell of the ball uh everybody was like oh it's so nice oh i can't believe you made it, it must have taken weeks i'm like months it took months and months <laughs> you but yeah, so Casey's got the bug, and we even went to Woodcraft today and bought some acrylic blanks because she's thinking maybe she's going to want to make some of her own acrylic blanks and would like to get practice on some work on those and see if it's they're they're a little different. We've discovered than wood because they're brittler, er, mm. and uh, if you jab that gouge in a little too fast, it'll pop it right off the uh, brass tube. But yeah, so we're making that. And I do want to do one shout out, but it's not a normal shout out because this person doesn't listen to our podcast, but I'm going to tell him to because it's my brother. He turned 60. It's a big one. And it was on the 22nd. So I'm going to tell him. Happy birthday, Bill's brother. Who doesn't listen to us? My big brother, Joe. (laughs) My big brother, Joe, will listen to this podcast and he'll hear me say happy birthday. And he's done right about now. (laughs) That's what you call listener retention. Yeah. So I can tell him that at 3.49, I said happy birthday, and by 4.04, we were done. So that's all he's yeah. got to do. Yeah. Actually, you he know, doesn't I, know what a podcast is, so I'll have to explain that, too. <laughs> then buy him an iPhone. Yeah. They, this Woodcraft, they, you must walk in there like Norm from Cheers at this point, yeah. no? Well, <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask you, if you're, are, do you know the uh, Penn State Industries? 
Yes, and um, I, it, oh, check it. I have another shout out too, but I gotta. Um, I'm just gonna. I'll, it'll happen next week. But check this out. I was, I, I, I got a lot of Christmas hellos and stuff over, you know, personal message and whatnot. And of course, everybody's just saying, "Wow, Casey," because we've been posting pictures of her pens and stuff. And somebody told me about Penn State to get the Mandrel Saver because I think it's their product. Yeah, um, I think so. But they're also like buying the kits there. They sell them and they give you like bulk rates and stuff. So if you find a kit that you like and it's like right. you know three bucks a kit, if you buy like ten of them, it's down to like two seventy a kit and stuff like that. So I think it's a yeah, little yeah. less expensive. Well, and, um, you know. somebody somebody that actually wor- works at a woodcraft in another state um, asked me if I got the pendrel the the mandrel saver for Casey, and I said they don't carry it at my store because it's you know it's it's made by Penn State Industries or whatever. And he says actually my store does carry it; it's on its way. He's oh, going to cool. send her. Yeah, so um, when I I could use one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one. So I, anyway, so that I just thought this community has really uh, reached out. Uh, Tim, you and Richard, Rich McNatt, everybody giving her tools and, and stock to make pens with. So my Christmas gift this year is having her side by side with me in the shop. And so we're making some more pen stuff. I've got a design idea for a, a couple of different pen boxes that I'm going to be working on while she's cranking out the pens. That's what I'm working on. Phil, how about you? What do you, what do you got going on? Um, let's see here. So I finished up um, all of those Etsy orders for whiskey boxes, and I just finished up this display box for a wedding bouquet, and that's it's actually for one of the owners of the company. So I took a picture of that actually with a banana for scale. This thing is huge. It's just it's just uh, oh, ludicrously large. Was. I saw that. I was wondering yeah. why you were taking a picture of a banana. <laughs> well, it was the box. It was the banana was for scale because it was just so funny, and it's a Reddit joke where they throw a banana into every picture and go banana for scale. Oh, yeah. No? All right. Um, and then, and actually, funnily enough, right now I'm working on a, a cutting board. I'm not videoing <laughs> it or anything, but we needed one because the one that we had before that I made smells like garlic, and I can't get the smell out because we cut garlic on it, and that was a mistake. So I'm making another one. I, you know, I'm going back to the banana for scale. I'm thinking that with what you make, the whiskey boxes, wouldn't a pineapple for scale be a better scale? Well, everybody uses a banana, and everybody knows the size of it. If I throw a pineapple in there, it just ruin the mix. You know, it's, I, I tend it's just to use an inside a, joke for the whole internet. I tend to use a two dollar oh. bill for scale because everybody uses a two dollar bill. Everybody yeah. uses a two dollar bill. That's just you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go check out Reddit one of these days. I'm you should look positive. into it. It's a small little site on the corner of the internet. There. Yeah, I've heard yeah. much. I've heard much. It smells like cabbage. Small hands. Um, okay, so that's that's what I'm up to. Am I doing anything else? Mm, Wrong. That's probably that's I'm gonna ignore that. I think it's uh, I think it's fine. All right. Um okay, so this week's topic is kind of a New Year's uh event kind of thing and really a very introspective topic and, and we wanna sort of get everybody's juice flowing with upping your game. So what are the things that we personally can do, we as a podcast can do, and we as a community can do to up our game, meaning take whatever it is that we're doing individually and collectively and take it to the next level. If you're an Etsy seller, how could you be selling more on Etsy? If you're a YouTuber, what could you be doing more on YouTube? If you're a podcaster, same deal. And if, if you're just a maker in his garage or her garage, uh, you know, what could you be doing more, better, different to, to take things to the next level? So... So, Bill, 
<laughs> Ready, set, yes. go. All right. Um, we'll start let's with you. See. Well, you know, I, I like this because we're not doing the year in review. Um, I, I think it's a cliche at this point. I think no, yeah. it's not. I, I think it's important to look back and see what what we have done. But thinking about what we can do differently is kind of like a resolution, but it's much more than that. It's more um, positive, I feel like. Concrete. Yeah. Like a resolution is like, I'm going to stop being bad at this. This is more like, I'm going to be better about this. Ooh, well said. Well, Tim, I, very, I, I, uh, yeah. I, I think yeah. that Tim has got it going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. In but, a very non-sexual way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure where this, what is our topic again? Yeah, refresh my What memory. are you going to do better this year, Bill? That's what I'm asking you. Oh, okay, and it doesn't have anything to do with sex. Um, well, it does uh, now. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> not for the podcast, at least. Yeah, please no. So, um, um, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I almost feel like, uh, for me anyway, that this, the, the, the entirety of the maker movement and community um, is just growing and getting better anyway, so I don't have to help with that. So I think it's going to be more of a personal journey. Um, and I would have to say that, um, uh, <laughs> let me just check that right off the list. It's doing just fine without me. So I fixed the internet. So. Yep. That's done guys. You're welcome. Um, I guess if I was going to say anything, it would be, uh, to try and concentrate a little bit more on my channel. I've been, I've been just floating along for a few years now and, and uh, personally, it's it's uh, it's physical health. Last year was more mental health. This year is physical health, and uh, and YouTuberly, it will be uh, concentrating more on my channel. Okay, cool. So do you want do you want specifics? Not yet. Maybe we'll just do a little little round robin, and then okay. we can talk about specifics specifics. Okay. Well, um, Tim's kind of, I think, ready to roll. He's it's like he's salivating a little bit. You I know. He's been stroking <laughs> his beard for three minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Go I'll ahead, Tim. What do you think? Uh, well, I I don't have a. I mean, I have some vague things to say. I was just. I'm really interested in hearing what what you guys have to say. That's why I'm sitting back doing my Freudian beard stroke while I'm listening because I, I I like hearing people's perspectives on these things about. Well, a lot of things, I guess. Um, what a I, answer. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I want to be better at everything I do always. Um, like I, I just do, and like that's you know. Oh, I okay, always... great, Phil. What do you? Okay, you... good answer. Thanks. <laughs> so, no, I mean, sometimes seriously... a cigar is just a cigar. Yeah, I mean, no, but seriously, like that's like my you know my for my overview and and uh, so what I'm looking at right now, you know, we're recording this the day after Christmas, and I'm looking at the. The, the aftermath of another shopping season and uh and i'm looking at the quality of a lot of the products that i'm seeing out there not just from christmas but from elsewhere and i'm looking at i'm thinking to myself that i have to make everything i make so much better than i uh, than i have been making is kind of where i'm at right now i feel like uh i make stuff good right but i want to make stuff that is that just hang on a second <laughs> Bill's pointing at a razor blade. He's pointing at a razor blade. Yeah, saying, the... I'm walking. I'm walking the edge. I'm yes, the you got it. Yeah. That was awesome. I can't believe you got that. That was so great. I'm, I'm walking the razor's edge. No, I'm not. It's. I, I'm not trying to. I'm not talking about Christmas at all. I'm talking about just merchandise and and this kind of stuff that I was talking about. Like I see this this consumer's glut, and I see the, the the stuff that's being made, and I think that we can do better. I think that there are people out there that 
are interested in handmade and there's things that deter them from it and there's things that attract them to it. And I think that for 2017, my job is to make everybody want handmade. One of the ways I can do that is by making, if someone expects a hundred and I give them 130, like, I think that's what we should all be doing. And that's, that's kind of this revelation I've been having over the past couple of days is like, um, people are paying me to make them a hundred. I give them a hundred, 105. I need to be giving them 145. So they have nothing negative to say about shopping locally in their handmade market. I, I, you just, mean percent make, effort, right? Per, yes. Yeah. Or, or not whatever. dollars. Well, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Or scale. items you're saying. Yeah. You're saying you give them 110. Yeah. We're going 100. Well, I didn't want to say percent because you can't technically give more than 100. percent So I was just using an arbitrary scale. But anyways, see, but I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know you can't give more than 100. percent Well, I, I mean, I, you you could if you had two people giving 100. percent I guess I don't know. <laughs> That's way off topic. Let's not do this. I disagree. I think you can give more than 100. Uh, percent okay. If the order item, if the item ordered was 100, percent you know, like it's a box. Here's 100 yeah. percent of it. But then you do something like. You add a box for the box with a handwritten note and, you know, wood shavings to cradle it. Then that's more than they ordered. You know what that sounds like, Phil? Mm, tell me. That sounds like upping your game. <laughs> wow, we Zing. should do a podcast about that. That so, should Phil, be the topic make it a topic. of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Phil, Phil let's, let's hit your overview. Uh, how, how are you going to up your game in 2017? Um, I am going to take your advice. And be much more prepared for the Christmas season because I was very much not prepared for it this year. I was not anticipating the volume of orders and just said yes to everything and then lined up killing myself to get it done. And it kind of sort of was like half not worth it. Like, yes, it's worth it, but I'm still paying for it with like lack of sleep and stuff because you really can't ever catch up on that sleep. I mean, I can't ever catch up on that sleep. It's not like there's a day where I could just be like, okay, sweetie, you take the kids. I'm going to sleep till noon. That's just not a thing. So I just slowly but surely just go to bed a little earlier every night. Don't you, but don't you have an office? I should sleep at work more often. You're right. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> definitely mean, something saying. that works out well. It's the elephant in the room, you know. Yeah. Well, that's a big one. Um, and, and, and like Bill, I'm also uh, going to take my YouTube channel more seriously. I think, it, you know, whatever my schedule is, like, clearly I'm able to stick to a schedule. The three of us sit here in my basement every week, and we do this podcast. Well, um, I'm, so in my, I'm in my basement. I agree to disagree. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> see, my, my, thank God I can ride off a plane fare, because it's just killing me. <laughs> every week, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, it's a, it's a beautiful country you're coming up to here. So, we're in my basement every single week. <laughs> Obviously, I can commit to that schedule, so I need to do the same thing for YouTube. And it doesn't have to be every week. It could be every two weeks that I put a video together. And it doesn't have to be some kind of master opus that I put together every time. It can be a smaller video. And, you know, it's just consistency is key. So those are two things. And is there something else that I could be doing more? I don't know. I'll invent something on the next round. What um, What do you think that we can be doing as a community as far as taking things to the next level, um, increasing awareness of making versus buying or making for purchase rather than overseas, you know, uh, you know, mass consumerism kind of stuff. I'm going to throw this to Tim. What do you, what do you think that we can be doing as a community? Cause you mentioned it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill, that you were offended that he threw it to me first, but you can get the next round. Um, well, whatever. Yeah. 
Like, <laughs> well, in that case, I'm going to throw it back to Bill. Go. Go ahead, Bill. All right. Well, I was going to say, let's narrow it down just a bit and talk to the people that are actually listening to our podcast. And what can we do more as reclaimers to maybe spread that message as opposed to just buying local and handmade? What about as reclaimers? Um, uh, I, I am getting, we, I think they, we just got an email that we, somebody asked us about, um, uh, needing a, or somebody, Posted somewhere on the interwebs, they needed a, a three sixteenths ish thick piece mm. of metal for a clamp that they got, and I assumed to weld it on so they can mount it to a bench. And Check. if we had any ideas, and my, you know, my first thought, of course, was a like a utilities cover that you'd see sometimes they wear out, they get older. Construction site, they'll have one too many. Um, but it's that it's like you know, obviously, we're getting the, the word out a little bit about how to reclaim, what to reclaim. So, what can our listeners do to up that game and to maybe get that message out? I think just by doing it, just by reclaiming more, trying to um, you know do a little more dumpster diving and. A lot of these guys and gals that listen to us are makers, right? They're not, I assume, accountants that just love our show. So uh, next time you make something, challenge yourself to try and find the materials um, or reclaim the materials or upcycle the materials. So, you know. A quick story that actually comes back to this. Uh, On on Christmas Day, I was at my in-law's house and uh, we're you know, doing the thing, there's some family there and whatnot. And someone, my mother-in-law spots this little like chihuahua type dog wearing a Christmas sweater out in her backyard, which is suspicious because we don't have one. <laughs> so this dog is scared and it's cold. And, and, uh, and so I go out there cause I'm the animal lover and, and, uh, try to, you know, get this dog. It's timid. You know, I, I get it into the garage where I'm then, then able to, you know, close the door and I give it some food and kind of win it over to where we're able to trap this dog. Go walking around the neighborhood looking to see who owns it. No one's like, can, you know, knows the dog or recognizes it. So I pull out my phone, I take a picture of the dog and I put it in a local community forum. And within an hour, the owner of the dog was at our house picking up the dog. We have that power with this technology that we have. So now as reclaimers, we can do that the same way. When we see something on the side of the road that if, if we can't use it, we can put it out there and we can share it. Excellent. We can communicate with each other and be much more open. And maybe someone entrepreneurial who knows about making up websites about sharing information about things might have an idea how to actually do that in, in a way. I mean, obviously it needs to be local, you know, but, um, you know, the Craigslist free column, everybody checks it in their local area. Uh, or whatnot in the freecycle.org we mentioned before but how can we have as makers like a hey heads up man you're looking for pallets check 14 west elm street you know and that's happened a little bit already with um with uh people online who are telling other people online oh by the way if you live in the charleston area there's a free blah 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 or Mm. something Mm. i found on craigslist or something like that so making more of an effort to do something like that at least uh putting the word out there like, hey, I saw this. I live in this area. If anybody's over here and needs one, boom, there you go. And not just Again, the makers, but also consumers and people that may have this stuff so they know that we're here. We need to be louder. I was going to say that, uh, you know, it doesn't have – exactly what Tim's – it doesn't have to be makers. Just everybody that you know, really. Like, you'll eventually get to be known as that guy to the point where, like, a couple weeks back, my cousin was driving with her husband and her kids – and she, she called me up, like, out of the blue. I don't know. I don't really ever speak to her. Maybe once every six months. Or she's like, hey, Phil, I, I saw a whole bunch of pallets in the industrial park. I thought of you. They're giving them away. I was like, uh, thanks, Sherry. I'm good. But that was cool that you called. So, you know, like, that kind of thing is just very interesting to see that, like, all of a sudden people are, are thinking that way. 
I guess it always ties back to that incremental change thing that we were talking about that Ben brought up in Boston. It's like, this is what we're doing, you know, rather than trying to get everybody to change right away or even getting ourselves to stop and turn on a dime. If we can get many, 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 many people to do 10 or 15% more than that they were doing before, even if all that means is a phone call to somebody who would use up that material, then we've done like a mountain of good where, you know, versus before where we were just doing as much as we could as an individual. So I, I think that's sort of what it is, is communicating to everyone we know that we're into this. And that's where I was kind of starting with about that giving more than 100% if we want to add some value to the numbers that I'm making up arbitrarily. That's kind of where I was getting at with that is that like, so when you make something for someone, they should be so blown away by it. that They don't even want to go to a store again. They want to find someone else to make the next thing, whether it's something you can make or something in another medium. I think we need to like, and we can all do this as makers reclaimed or not is like, you know, I mean, and I think most of us do. And that's why we do this because we really take pride in our, our work and whatnot. But, uh, I, I was yeah. working on a, uh, yeah, I just yeah. It. yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was making a coffee table for some friends. Um, I was making a video about it, and I uh, they sent me a picture. It was like you know they, they'd given me some wood, and so I was just making another wood. And I was like, oh, it'll be great to just use it. And I get there, and I have this thing done, and I was just like, you know what, this isn't good enough. Even though I'm not getting paid for it, it's, it's going to some friends, and they probably would have been happy with it. And I completely I, I smashed it apart. I put the wood back in the pile, and I made them a new one out of some different wood. And now this one's coming out much better. And uh, it's like a you know as a businessman, it's like horrible but it's not because it's a, it's the end game it's not the it's not the immediate return you know that's an amazing example of upping your game seriously mm -hmm. uh, that was and that was kind of when i started really thinking about it. it's like this month of december as i've been making christmas gifts and seeing the the merchandising and the commercialism and whatnot and thinking about well how am i going to continue to compete with this i don't want to be an entity that competes with you know the box stores of the world i just want to carve my niche out but i want people that I don't want anybody to have anything negative to say about what I'm doing. I want them to have positive things to say about it. Now I, I want them to have more than positive things to say about what I'm doing. I want them to just have, just be like, oh my freaking Lord, I can't believe that this guy just made this. That's what I want people to say. Well, I think keeping the quality uh, control on the highest possible level when you're making something like you're talking about. But I also love what Phil was saying is that adding that personal touch is going yeah. above and beyond too. Uh, leaving a note, you, you, Tim made, uh, videos for clients specifically so they can see how their thing came to be. Um, all of those things, maybe we can all start doing a little bit more of just adding that little personal touch that says, Hey, you paid for this, but here's this and, and, uh, a, a somewhat of a, a loot's hug to go along with it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to put it. I mean, everything that I ship out gets like, um, I, Every time I send something out, I print up a piece of stationery. Like, I don't have them printed in advance. It's just my logo with a line that I print on a regular piece of paper. But then I'll handwrite a note thanking them for their business and hoping that, that their child or their whoever was getting the gift enjoys it. I'm talking about step stools at this point, not the whiskey. Because oh, <laughs> at this point, I know their kid's name because I put it on the step stool. So I'll be like, oh, I hope that I hope that Bill really enjoys his step stool and you know, it really helps them climb to heights or, I don't know, I come up with something cheesy, but it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just like, I'm Reach for the stars. Like, yeah, exactly. Reach for the cookie jar or stars. Ne ne never stop believing, you know, or other journey lyrics. But, uh, you know, so, <laughs> and then, you know, and then, uh, and then it just feels like a really, really nice gifty kind of gift thing. And I'm just making sure that they really understand how appreciative I am of the confidence that they've placed in me 
you know, it's a lot of money. It's not a joke, you know, that, that they, mm. it's a lot of confidence that they're putting in me, spending their dollars with me. And, and, you know, I really appreciate that. So I want them to know that. But at the same token, they get how appreciative I am. And, you know, I, I'll get their reviews. I'll get people will send me pictures of their kids using the step stools. Um, I've gotten like multi page posts from people who use the whiskey box. Like this one girl proposed to her boyfriend with it. She sent me story with pictures. Like, it was amazing. It's just, it's, uh, it's quite, it's a relationship that you build with a customer that doesn't exist anymore. It used to exist when there were guilds and artisans and you went to somebody and you had something commissioned and they really got to know you. And it's something that's very, very different. You know, now you walk into Walmart, you buy your thing, you leave, you know, whoever made it is 10,000 miles away, underpaid, unappreciated. And, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to, reinstill like 200 years ago of you know the experience of getting something commissioned and and the person who made it knowing you and the person you're giving it to yes tim yeah, you pointed how, at something oh nothing <laughs> just, just the around. ceiling but, uh, tile yeah it, but uh yeah so how do we um how do we get the message out i mean i get if, if we're upping our game we want to up our reach right so how do yeah. we there's obviously there's people that drink the same Kool-Aid as us, whether they're makers or consumers. I mean, obviously we need both. If we're all just makers, we'd just be doing a lot of trading, you know. <laughs> so how do we uh, how do we how do we up our game by spreading the word out? How do we reach more people? And how do we? I mean, you know, me with my boycott Black Friday campaign and stuff. How do we get how do we get in front of that line? How do we get ten people out of that line next year? I'll tell you how. We need apostles. Okay, and if we're if we're being Christmassy right now, I'll tell you right now, we need, <laughs> we need some apostles. That's the truth. Yeah, and this yeah. this this podcast is something that gets that message out there, and and I make it the responsibility of our listeners to share this podcast to other potential listeners, and that's how we're going to, as a community, grow that reach and get that message out to people. Like I said, okay, one that- person saying something is one thing, but a community of people saying, mm-hmm. it, you know, is an exponential growth factor. And, and I would add to that the same way we ask people that uh, listen to our podcast, if you like our podcast, share it with somebody, post it on your social media. Well, I would say to up your game as far as reaching out, If don't be afraid to ask your friends and your family or the people that you made something for. Hey, by the way, if you like this coffee table I made for you, tell your friends, tell your family, let them know where you got it. Don't be afraid to to you know do the, the actual in-person uh, share my video and push the like button. Face to face. It's so hard That's to so do. so true. It's so hard to do, it, but you're right. It is true. hard to do. It's easy to do for someone else. It's really hard to do for yourself. So maybe we should all do it for our friends too. You know what well, I mean? And like that. Yes. And yeah, but take responsibility. It definitely takes well, yeah. courage. I agree. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a courageous act it's, to it's make yourself you. vulnerable. Yeah, it's up to you at the end of the day to take care of yourself. But, but you know, something we can, and like, like you mentioned about the podcast, like, um, maybe we could encourage our listeners to share our podcast with someone who doesn't make. Just to see if they actually listen to two of them, <laughs> you know. Maybe, maybe there are people that aren't makers that might even find some value but there, in this. The, but there's such an audience of people that are makers that don't listen to this that could benefit from this type of that too. You know, that message. Too. You know, yeah. I think that's the low hanging fruit. You want yeah. to try to convert people who don't make at all? Well, you know me. I, I, that's 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 a tough road to hoe. But there are people who do make who could certainly benefit from this, and I, I think that's the low hanging fruit. Yeah, I like the fruit at the top of the tree. <laughs> you know, me, the path of most most resistance. It's, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I'm going to climb over all that other fruit. 
If you get to that one apple up there that's already bruised. Can we can we change the title of this uh, podcast to Fruit at the Top of the Tree? Uh, wow. Let's look into that. I don't know. It's a lot of red tape. <laughs> Plus, I, I mean, already we, typed it up. So We don't make the rules, bud. Yeah. Well, I, I let's. I so for know. people, people who are listening, you know, our our audience, who hopefully we are reaching out and expanding worldwide and being very inclusive. Um, I would like. I, I would pose Can't this question to you. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I would pose this question to you: Is is um why why do you want to like for somebody like me? I'm a maker who doesn't really make for a living. Um, I take on commissions very rarely. But I do like to make things. I do have a YouTube channel that I play around with. You know, this year, Casey and I made things for Christmas. But why should we be interested in upping our game? What would be your answer to that? If I'm sitting in the audience, you know, why up our game? Everything's going fine the way it is. Because everything I mean, can always be better. That's, I mean, I, I just really firmly believe that. Everything can always be better. I, I, I say that to my son when he says, hey, this is great. I'm like, you're right. It is great. And it could be better. Like, and I hope that doesn't sound, you know, negative, like, like a bad parent, like saying, oh, it's not good because I do give the positive affirmation, but I do it to myself. Everything I make, man, that can be better. I can do better. We can all do better at everything we do. I was just telling my, my family today because we were talking about this topic earlier. Just saying, you know, I told my wife what the topic was going to be. And I was like, yeah, I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better father. And it's one thing to say it. And it's something to actually try and do it. I think a lot of people say it. And uh, and I think I'm guilty of that myself, uh, you know, of, of not necessarily following through as much as I should. And I think if we all look, look at ourselves seriously and honestly, we all realize that we do that. For sure. But to very specifically answer your question, I think it, the point is growth, right? <laughs> that if you're wasn't not... specific? <laughs> no. I... <laughs> I thought I was a specific guy. No, no. I was actually, Phil, I was actually going to say now to elaborate on that, Phil, yeah. what would you say? I, I would say growth. I think the whole point of, of uh, the human experience is to grow beyond, you know, what we, what we are and to try to strive for more, you know, whatever that means for you, you know, whatever that threshold for success is, I think we can all push the boundaries, all try to get better at and whatever that you know, that suffix to that sentence is, if it's father, if it's husband, if it's wife, if it's brother, if it's whatever it is, if it's maker, if it's reclaimer, if it's citizen of the world, we should all try to be more, better, stronger, faster, that kind of thing. And, you know, if you make the attempt over and over again, you eventually will succeed. And I think that's, you know, I think that's part of the human condition. All right, now, Tim, here's something you have experience in and I can ask in a way that, so now I'm the guy in the audience says, hey, I'm just starting out making things. I want, you know, I'm going to start selling at craft shows and stuff. I've got some basic skills. How is upping my game going to help me uh, sell more beer totes and, you know, coasters? Uh, Because they're better? (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I wanted to answer that one, but I guess go ahead, Tim. Did you have a better answer, Phil? <laughs> well, no, but you're exactly right. I yeah. mean, like, at these craft shows, there isn't going to be just one guy selling beer totes and, mm. you know, and, and all these, like, crafty kind of things, cutting boards. I mean, but if yours are the best ones there, then you're going to sell the most. And Even I think that's the most more. fundamental reason to be better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. But And that, that kind of brings me to, because I wanted to make this a little more oh, that's uh, a good point. tofu and potatoes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <You're good. laughs> I know. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't even take you. <laughs> I can't even let that one slide. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but to to get a little more concrete 
uh, <laughs> or whatever. Uh, like specifically, like if you are the guy making beer totes, like what can you do to make your beer totes? Uh, you know, Phil and Bill, what are what are some techniques? Like, like you know, me, I know I could put more effort into my finishes. I could put more effort into sanding and finishing on everything I've ever done. Just that alone would increase my potential, you know, of my game. How about you guys? What's your? Do you have like an actual tangible thing to think about? Joinery for me. I definitely want to work mm-hmm. on more, more elaborate joinery, dovetails, box joints, that kind of thing. I I haven't really tackled them as much as I'd like. I have never done dovetails, and my box joints leave a lot to be desired. So I, I would love to yeah. build a proper jig. Um, as far as dovetails, I'd love to just start practicing and and uh, quote, you know, mastering hand cut dovetails. I mean, we can all do it with machine, but. I had one I of those half blind uh, dovetail jigs I bought like years yeah. ago, and I, yeah. you could make decent dovetails on them, but I don't know, they're just like no fun. <laughs> with with YouTube now, there's so many different. I mean, yeah. if you when you're ready when you're ready to tackle dovetails, you'll have no shortage of information on yeah. how many different ways you can do it. So, yeah. but if I were to answer that question, uh, since you guys covered two of the best answers, I would say your customer <laughs> service. Ah, <laughs> yes, good um, too. No, I mean, because the few times I've done commissions, I make it a point to communicate. And we've talked about this with managing your client's expectations. Um, but I make it a point to just really stay in contact with the person you're making something for. You know, I mean, check check in with them constantly. If they say, hey, you know, I don't worry about it. Just make it and let me know when you get done. No, I'm going to call you in a couple of days or I'm going to send you pictures. I think, Tim, you talked about that. You know, that customer service is another way of upping the game. Um, if, if, if you're at a... If you're at a uh, an event, um, uh, craft show or something, and if you got beer totes, engage with the people walking by. Don't just talk, you know, n- not like you're like, you know, hey, come on here, yeah. beer totes, beer totes, beer totes. Well, he- and here's a good example of something that blew me away, and, and I-, I can do a shout out uh, to Phineas again because we love him. But he was the first guy that ever at an event came up to me and asked me for an autograph. And I was so dumbfounded, I grabbed his pen, and he has this board that he takes with him everywhere to all these different shows to get makers to sign it. And I was so dumbfounded, I just kind of grabbed these things out of his hand, wrote my name down, and handed it back with this, you know, deer in the headlights look. And Casey's the one that told me, hey, if somebody comes up to you and and says something like that, interact with them, because it's going to make that experience for them so much better. Ask them, hey, what's your name? You know, where are you from? What, why, why'd you come here? What do you like to make? What do you make? Interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Give them the Jimmy question. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, customer service. You know, if people are asking you to take their money for you to make them something, make them feel good about the fact that they chose you as far as, as a person, as a maker. Yeah, it's and engagement. He, yeah. And, and here's one, too, to go back to uh, the beer totes and cutting boards. Uh, if you're at the craft fair and there's a bunch of guys making beer totes and cutting boards, and we're talking about making the best beer tote, you know, that you can, um, if everybody's beer totes look the same, how can you make yours different? What can you do that? And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Ben Ueda and say, not don't go the Tim Sway approach of like making it so the bottles are all upside down and the beer spills on your feet while you walk around, you know. But go the Ben Ueda incremental growth approach and say and look at other people's beer totes and say, what's the one thing I can do to make my beer totes better by design as well as aesthetics than everybody every other beer tote here that's make everybody want my beer tote this Christmas season or whatever. Paint them all hot pink. Yes. <laughs> or, or make them all from the wood from the Ernestina, a 200-year-old schooner. <laughs> or what What about if you made it from Works the pallet that the beer was delivered on? That's cool. That's a That's good cool. one. 
Yeah, conceptual. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't actually do that because that'd be a pain in the ass. But definitely tell people that. Yeah, that's yeah. And, lie to your customers. And try to that's, wait. That's helping your game. Wait a, <laughs> wait a few days until after you've drunk all that beer to get that get to the palate before you start using hand tools. Safety first. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I didn't know that Phil could roll his eyes that far in the back of his head. The pupils actually disappear completely. It's kind of neat. Can, can I be honest with you? I actually didn't really hear what you said. The internet just cut out. So do you want to just repeat it for me? Oh, no. No. Oh, okay. No, you'll hear it during uh, edit or whatever it is you do. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I was just kidding. Don't lie to people about what it is that you're making. We we figured that. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. just joshing. Just joshing. All right, any, anything else on this or... Um, I want to hear. I want to go back full circle and hear what uh, Bill wants to do specifically on his YouTube channel to up his game. Hmm. Um, I, specifically, just more consistent. I, I, I am honestly, I'm at a point now where, where people are seriously saying, "Hey, man, I love what you do. When when are you going to make a video again?" And I always feel guilty, and I don't know what to say. And it's like, so I'm, I'm ready, even if it's once a month. You know, Phil, you even said that to me. Can't you commit to once a month making a video? And instead of me saying, well, no, I don't have to. Um, yeah, I'm going to commit to something. I, I, I do want to be, I do want to be a little more consistent. And, and it's not that I'm not making enough to make videos. It's the fact that I get lazy and don't want to get the camera and push play mm. when I'm doing something. So mm-hmm. being less lazy. And, and, that, and again, what I said, you know, what I want to do more about me physically this year is to get in better shape. Um, that'll go along with it. You know, not being lazy when it comes to, if I could, if I can work out or do some kind of, um, proactive exercising type thing, 5% as much as Casey does, I could look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in two weeks. You need to make Casey a foot powered lathe. So you can run it for her while she lathes. You just stand there and, Pedal. Okay. Okay. Another shout you can make out. Your whole shop. Is, you can make your whole shop run on an exercise bike. Just have different like connections. Check it out. I was just going to say another shout out. Bob Claggett did the the. He made yeah. himself a green <laughs> machine out of an exercise bike and some other stuff, which was amazing. But what if I made a pedal powered, like a bicycle pedal powered lathe? Yeah, you, I feel like that's to, what Tim just said. Uh, well, I know, but I he. Yeah, but I didn't so. say Bob Claggett's name in the sentence. Oh. Right. <laughs> Okay, Who's the bro. king of dropping names? That's right. That's, that's Lutz. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's a, certainly a very good one. Um, I also wanted to up my game on YouTube by uh, by just having better quality equipment. And I just recently uh, got a better lens for my DSLR, better, let's say more appropriate for what it is that I do. So I got like a, a 24 millimeter uh, 2.8 stop prime lens. It's just oh, nice. going to make things way easier. Yeah, I had I had like um Yeah, I had the 2.7 a while back, but that 2.8 is You didn't have it. No such thing as a yeah. 2.7. Anyway, um Tim knows we, what I'm talking about. A lot that. of people do. We, we all we yeah, we are. Yeah, I had a 50 mil, but I think it dropped or like it cracked or something and the autofocus wasn't working, so I went back to my the kit lens, and it's such a piece of crap because what, what, What's your camera? Well, I have a Canon T3i. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm, I'm using. Tony Rouleau's old one, like yeah, but it's not the, it's not necessarily the, the sensors. A lot of it is the lens. What lens? Are it's you like using? the the 35 to 80 or whatever it is that that <laughs> one. <laughs> the one that comes. This oh. is actually very interesting to a lot of people. Yeah, if you're going to take Bill. your YouTube channel more seriously. You might want to listen. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yeah, exactly. 
I think you got an edit mark there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm leaving that in. I'm going to shame him into being nicer. <laughs> Yawning at his co-hosts. Yeah. I'm yeah, going no, to up my game by doing less um, horrible things, horrible, horrible things to my podmates. That's what I'm Casey, please smack him now. Thank you. Yeah. I assume yeah. on the listen, she's going to smack you. Well, yeah, she'll do that because we listen to this, you know, after you send us the link and she will do that. Good. Don't say that. Take it That's back. Awesome. Edit that out. Casey, smack him again so he really understands. <laughs> <laughs> it's called consistency. <laughs> I tell me more about your lens, Tim. It's like the one that came with the camera. It's like a thirty. Right. Okay, so that's that's the kit lens. It's like yeah. the it's like the eighteen it's, to fifty five, whatever yeah, it is. Exactly, it's the you beginner's know? lens. Right. Yeah. So the problem with that lens, and I have that lens also, is that basically what happens is is you can't get the stop wide enough. So basically means that you don't have any shallow depth of field. Your, your depth of field is that it, everything in the frame is in focus. And it yeah. creates, it creates yeah. a less interesting shot. So, so you end up, you, if you go all the way to 55 or whatever, and you have the camera all the way across the room, and you can sometimes yeah, get that but, depth of field thing. But, but, but you, know, with, you with want lights, it at 18 you can, so that your F is at open as much, so you don't have to have like your ISO super high to make sure that you have enough light in the shot. So that 50 millimeter, which is like a $100 lens or $150 lens, is a 1.8 stop, and it's great, except that you're right. You have to keep the camera so far away yeah. because it's the equivalent of your eyeballs. Yeah. So this 24 means that I can get much closer. That It's a 2.8 stop, not a 1.8. So it's not as good, but it does create some what you call bokeh, B-O-K-E-H, which gives you some fuzzies in the back, except for what you're focused on, so it creates a much more interesting shot, and you can get closer mm-hmm. And it just makes it much more easy to shoot video that way. You so know, I, that's I one way, and I got it on sale, so I'm happy about that. So I have another lens I brought to my shop in a yogurt canister wrapped in a cloth that I found in my home because I have random camera parts here. And uh, of and course I, you did. <laughs> and, it's, and I and then I put it, and it's there. Yeah, that's how. Isn't that how everybody carries their lenses? Yes. And, uh, Why is that and, weird? Yeah, it was a big yogurt can. You know, it was like one of the. Oh uh, yeah, course, of course. You know, and uh, and I and I think it's a it's a fixed fifty. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm going to try this out. And then I just kind of put it in the back of the room. But I went and I bought recently, I bought one of those little GoPros, the little Heroes. Cause, yeah. um, and I've been using that because I can take and I can put it in really close to things. And mm-hmm. if it gets hit, it's usually okay. So you can put it like right next. And so that's been kind of fun, to, like almost like the opposite of what you're talking about. It's like everything's in focus with that, like, cause it's like almost like a fisheye lens. But, uh, yeah. But it's in the coloring's a little different than my other camera, so that kind of bothers me a little bit. But but it's like I like how I can get in really tight and get that wide angle shot. So what happens is you have really large in the foreground is what you're doing, and then the background's all in focus, but it's sort of fisheyed out, and so you just get, yeah. you get even more of it. And it just becomes this like massive clutter, you know, almost. Well, you get know. cool shots like with the GoPros, like um, like Kyle Toth does cool things, like he'll oh, mount he it to the piece the that lathe. he's yeah. on the lathe, and then just <laughs> yeah. spins. Yeah. So first of all, Kyle's awesome. Uh, yeah, he's also yeah. one of my best friends now. So, uh, oh, he just actually followed me today on Twitter. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, I think he oh, really? For a while. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna ask. Yeah, him. he followed me like yeah. years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was his second account, his private account. You know. No, this. Is oh, my oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Move over, Spags. Again. There's a new tilt in town. <laughs> well, I don't want to go crazy. Spags and I go way back. It's very different. It's very different. You know. Uh, Anyways, so let me let me ask you guys this: since you're talking all this technical stuff, um, is there maybe different editing software that can do some of the same effects that what you guys are talking about, or does this have to be a mechanical thing? 
Well, I, I mean, you can you can certainly do like an Instagram. There's those filters that'll blur the background on this and then the other thing. But it's for video. It's uh, kind of got to be on the camera to be honest with you. You can color yeah, unless, correct, and you unless can you're crop. like George Lucas, you know, yeah. <laughs> like you're no. not gonna. Yeah, it's easier to just spend a hundred bucks on a good lens. Yeah, it's just not worth it. That's exactly right. I yeah. mean, like you could spend hours and hours and hours. You could add you could add volcanoes well, in the background blowing up while you're doing stuff, but. You, well, for the guys it. out there like me, one way to up your game with your cameras is I have a, a Vixia, which is basically $89 on sale, I think, at Best Buy because it was last year's model. Um, but I do want to get the GoPro because uh, – and, and my only understanding of that is being able to get those up-close tight shots that are fish-eyed looking. So you have two different views from two different type of cameras. Mm-hmm. So well, the, yeah, the I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. And the GoPro is cool too because you can also do the distance shot where you yep. can put you know hang it in the ceiling or put it on the total other side of the room and you get everything and there's the mo- it's you know another effect. Listen, and now, I did I mean, my- that's kind of cool because I think people want to see more of me as I work. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. I am the best at being modest. I'm better at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, I shot a lot of my videos just on my cell phone. You well, know my what first I mean? like, like hundred of them. Yeah, yeah. Like don't don't let your lack of like super sophisticated camera equipment stop you from doing videos. You know, that might be like uh, upping your game for a regular maker is just like get into making videos period is already upping your game. I was talking for people who are already making videos to take, you know, there's, these are steps when we say up your game, we're not saying going from zero to 60 in three seconds, just whatever you're doing, taking it to the next level. If you're not making videos and you want to be, not everybody wants to, Mm. But if you want to, then don't let anything stop you. You carry around a video camera in your pocket every single day. Get started using that. You know, if you are using a video, ca- if you're using your cell phone, get to a dedicated camera from there. If you're using a DSLR, maybe a better lens. You know, so there's always ways to be better. And, and you know, that's what this is about. That sounds like me at the beginning of the podcast. Now you sound like me. That's that's just me trying growing. To up his game. That's growth yeah, for me. Him upping wow. his game. That's yeah. A better me yeah. is you. And I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't even know how. To I'm just gonna say it. That. I'm just gonna say it. You're both welcome. You are both welcome. <laughs> yeah. Because it all goes back to Lutz, who started this whole internet community in the first place. Apparently, I really think that I'm is sure, true. No, I'm pretty sure he's the one that him and uh, and Gore Al Gore in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, they started DARPAnet. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just connected up all those universities. Yep. Next thing you know, we have this podcast. It just it's like, amazing like, how these things go from one thing to the next real quick, you know? It, it blows me away, I tell yeah. you. Uh, I'm, my accomplishments, I mean. My accomplishments blow me away. It's huge. Just... Well, they blow all of us away, Bill, to be honest with you. <laughs> you want to you wanna continue to blow us away and tell us uh, what you're watching? Ooh, great segue. Wow. Oh, wow. Not as good as well, I is. bow. I, I bow. Know. No, that was, that was pretty good. Was Didn't pretty... you invent the segue? We might have too? to. There's there's time. <laughs> uh, literally a whale's Okay, <laughs> you're going to have to edit that out cuz there's going to be some whales that are just uh, upset about that whole thing. Um, I'm not editing that up. <laughs> It's an anatomical so, part. There's nothing wrong with that. No, Who so are you watching? I, it's nope. a major Southern California city is what you meant to say. San Diego. <laughs> that's right. Agree to disagree. <laughs> um, so 
What was the question? What are you watching? What, what are you watching? Oh, 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 oh. Okay, okay. No, no, you're right. This is important too because who I'm watching, um, people have probably heard a little bit lately about this guy's name. His name is Matt Reganini. And um, where we found him <clears throat> was in Boston. He was just wandering the streets. At, no, actually, he was, um, he's uh, he, it's the guy that got us a spot in Boston, not us, but got Dave, Bob, and Jimmy. Um, the, the venue where we all were, but he's also a maker and he has a YouTube channel and he's just starting out and he's amazing. Ooh. I mean, beyond amazing. Physically, we all got to see some of the things that he made actually physically made in the Converse building. I mean, he's made tables and furniture and art pieces in this amazing chandelier of a thousand shoes and oh, that was stuff. Awesome. But he's got, oh, that was him. Yeah. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah. And, and so the guys, uh, he's got a YouTube channel and, to and it's called Never Not Making, which is cool name, right? Never not making. It's a lot I mean, of pressure, a, though, isn't it? That's, no, that's how you up your game. You always have that mindset. Know, right. You that's, always have that mindset. Of, never not intense. making. Up your game, Phil. Don't be. Don't be. Don't know, sometimes back I'm just the, in the bathroom. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> You're making, making something, something <laughs> right? Oh, <thank> you. <laughs> that was an underhand lob. You're welcome. <laughs> But Matt Riganini, never not making. Check it out. He's got a few videos, and they're not just like cute videos. The guy is overtly talented uh, due to um, just skill level building throughout his whole entire career. So check out Matt Riganini, never not making. There will be a link through the magic of Phil's fingers. Tim? Okay. I. I, I wasn't sure if that was my cue. <laughs> you didn't see my magic fingers? <laughs> okay. Um, just put a quarter. Just put a quarter in Phil and watch him shake. <laughs> I want. Yeah, no. The 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 old magic fingers massage. I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bed that shakes. You know, yeah. you put a quarter in the bed. Shake. We know you're old. Yep. Okay. So I. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about my birthday. Young. My birthday's coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, next month. Next yeah, happy month. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about someone young and, and vibrant and relative. I'm right here, man. My ears are burning. You, you just called me old. What are you trying to do? Confuse me? Yes. Uh, a young man named Miles. He's 12 years old, and uh, he has a channel called Make With Miles, and it's a relatively new channel. And uh, I, um, I watched his video. Uh, I... I met. I don't think I met Miles, but I met his dad. I think is how it went at the in Boston, and um, and they they like or you know so check this out. So I finally got around to checking this stuff out, and it's awesome. I watched one of their videos where they're just making a new workbench, and it's the father and son working together, which is you know means a lot to me, like because I do that with my son. And um, but what was cool about it is that the, you know the the space that uh, Miles has, he he kind of opens up, was like, hey, this is my new workbench. He's like, I had to replace my old workbench because my dad and I built it when I was five, and now I'm too tall for it. And so I just thought that was like right, cool. right there at that opening. He's like, this kid's got like history. He's got more years making than I do like already. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I just thought that was awesome. So um, he's got like, I think 25 subscribers right now. So I want to just like blow his channel up this week. And uh, Oh, heck yeah. Oh, cool. So, so, uh, well, make with that, Miles. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I don't know how hard and fast our rules are with what we're watching as the past tense. Because mine is really well. More... Obviously, they're a lot looser when it's uh, you. So yeah, go ahead. yeah. So so mine's what what I'm going to be watching. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be awesome. I know the be best awesome. people. Yeah, I got. 
I, I just always pick the best people to watch. Uh, no, so I, I follow this guy on Instagram, and I have for a long time. And, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, I said it before, sometimes the YouTube recommendation, you know, gets it right. I don't really know how I haven't been following him, but his name is John Malecki. Oh, um, yeah. The builder or whatever. I've heard of him, yeah. Yeah, he comes yeah, up so, a lot. I, I'm not subscribed to him either. I apologize, but he comes up uh, a lot, and I've watched a few of his videos. And it's a lot of reclaimed stuff, a lot of industrial stuff, so pretty much like like right on the money for all of our styles here, like the three of us. So, uh, and I'm looking at all these videos and I'm like, I could just spend like hours and hours and hours watching this. So I think I will. So that's my recommendation. Check it out. And also pay attention to what he's doing in his thumbnails, because if you're upping your game on YouTube, you know, one way to do that is with thumbnails that people see like right away, you know, you know that you want to watch a video if there's a good thumbnail. So yeah, Yeah, I mean, Casey's always told me, Casey has told me constantly keeping, you know, grooming and manicuring is so important. I mean, it presents yourself as a much more, no? Yeah, that's, no, it's, I mean, it's the same, same principle, I guess. Uh, You know, just make yourself appealing to the. Manicure. Yeah. Yep. No, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You nailed it. Anyway. You nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) So, sorry. I'm just about done here for tonight. Um, On Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. And check out makertechreviews.com, williamlutz.com, timsway.net. Contact us for show topics, suggestions. Um, You can either email us at info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, please leave us a review. It really helps. We mentioned that before. And, you know, help us up our game by getting us out there to more and more people. Um, And Patreon is the absolute best way to help us out and help us continue to grow and do this week in, week out. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. I actually put a button on our website, ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com, so you can just go ahead and click on that, and it'll take you right to our Patreon page. And uh, there's also that Amazon link if you want to ever buy anything through Amazon. You just click on that link and then buy it through there. It doesn't cost you any more, and Amazon gives us a little bit. So that helps, and that's that's all I got. Have a great week, guys. That was good. Here, here. Yeah. All right, be good. Hey, ha- happy New Year's coming up, everybody. Bye. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs>